Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is a new podcast that I decided to come up with. Uh, it's called WMD, which is short for Watch Movies Dude Podcast. Uh, my name's Steven, and my co-host's name is Tristan. Tristan, say hi. Yes. Uh, this podcast, we are going to talk about movies. We both like movies, so we decided we should start with the greatest movie ever, which is the first Mortal Kombat from 1995. He's lying. No, it's really good. Everybody, everybody really liked it. You lie. Uh, obviously, Mortal Kombat is based on the very popular game series. I think the movie came out when what the third game came out. It was something like that. I don't know the years specifically, but definitely before four, because four is where stuff got poopy. Yeah, the I think the third game is the one that actually has like a story. It wasn't just like an arcade fighting game, but uh, it's a cla- it's a pretty classic Mortal Kombat story. Earthrealm has lost nine times, and this is the it's tenth. A, it's a classic movie. You got the fighting, you've got the tournament. You've got Shang Tsung, being Shang Tsung a, being an absolute god. You've got sweep kicks. You got those low sweeps. You've got Art, everybody's favorite character, who we'll you got, get into. You got light skinned Jax. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Jax before he gets his arms blown off. That's my man. My man. Well, uh, I guess we should just get right into the plot. Uh, do you want to start? Well. Mortal Kombat. They fight. You know. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, the plot of Mortal Kombat, it's just... <sighs> How do you really explain the plot of Mortal Kombat in general? It's fighting. You're fighting. We're... Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, got, you got, like, the bad guys fighting. They're from this place called Outworld. And then you got the good guys from Earthrealm. They got to fight in a tournament called Mortal Kombat. If one side wins 10 times in a row, they win. Yes. Which has never really made sense. Like you have to win 10 times in a row exactly or you lose. And it's once every 100 years or uh, once a generation. People can't really decide which one. Uh, Once a decade. Yeah, once a decade, once a year. Uh, anyway, the opening scene is uh, Liu Kang's brother is fighting Shang Tsung for some reason. Shang uh, Kang. I actually, I have Chen here in my, Kang. I have here in my notes why is why is Liu Kang's brother fighting Shang Tsung on top of a temple? Doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that temple's just the one that's that Liu Kang is from, anyways. Yeah, he like lives there, and Shang Tsung is there for some reason fighting, but uh, he steals. Liu Kang's soul, or not Liu Kang, he steals Liu Kang's brother's soul, and then Liu Kang wakes up from a dream, or I guess he dreamed that, but it actually happened, and uh, he gets a Western Union telegram telling him that he needs to come back home. It's never really explained where Liu Kang, Liu Kang is living, I guess. Or what he's doing. Yeah, he's in a very green room, which, I, yeah. which is I re- cool, I guess. Like, the whole room is just saturated in green. It's all green. It's yeah. just so weird. 
They one never thing, explain why he's in America. He just left his, yeah, his just because. ancient Chinese temple. He watched uh, too much American television. Yeah. One thing I will say, which is a plus for this movie, uh, Shang Tsung in this movie, I think, is an actual, like, legit villain that you want to root against. He's not... He is kind of comic. evil but it's obviously that sacks for Luke Kang for honestly I think that's like the best representation of Shang Tsung period oh yeah there is a Shang Tsung in the remake movie which hopefully we'll be covering soon but that Shang Tsung sucks it just looks so wrong looks like a live action yes Disney villain he look. He literally looks like one of like one of the bad guys in the live action Mulan. I don't know which one, but who knows? Anyway, uh, so what the next scene is with uh, Sonya Blade and Jax are in a bar, or they're in like a club, and they're, they're looking like for they're looking for Kano, who's another pretty good villain from the pretty pretty classic Aussie. Yeah. Uh, national, national hero. hero. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he's in there with Shang Tsung, hiding, just hanging out. They're uh, they're vibing. But uh, in my notes here, I have uh, Jax is in this scene, but this is like one of only two scenes that he's in, and he only has probably seven minutes of screen time, and then he disappears. I wouldn't even say seven, and he's never. He's never brought up or talked about again in the entire movie. Yeah. So the plot, so the basic like plot of this is that Shang Tsung, he's from Outworld. He's he's the bad guys. And the next tournament is about to start. And I don't really know why he needs Kano, honestly, like I think Kano was like a catalyst to like make to lure Sonya Blade, yeah, to lure Sonya to the island, basically, because otherwise she wouldn't really have a reason to. Yeah, reason so to go. so Shang Tsung's kind of impromptuly gathering a bunch of fighters from Earth Realm, and Kano's one of them, and I guess he lures Sonya that way. But yeah, they're just in a rave area, and. You got Sonya Blade, another classic, cl- another classic with a K character. A good, a good female protagonist. Who's strong, like one of the female. most boring characters in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Besides Katana, I think. I think Katana might actually be worse, but you know. But they're storming. Uh, uh, uh da da da. Kano's crack house, crack party. Yeah, they're trapped in. And there's no, there's no like setup to it at all. They're just there, you know. And Sonya charges through this big rave in the, I like they don't even explain where it's at. It's just inner underground rave scene, I guess. She charges through this crowd, and then she just shoots a guy point blank, not point blank. She shoots him with a shotgun. Yeah, and, like, I do. Nobody, I do have nobody, here. nobody reacts to it. Yeah, I do have in here Sonya Blade shoots through a crowd of people with a shotgun to take down one guy. 
which Kano's I think is one bouncer that was just taking a piss. I yeah, guess. which I think is pretty funny. And then she intimidates him or inter- interrogates him, and he just doesn't say anything. He's like, "Oh God, oh. <laughs> you shot me in the chest with a shoddy. I'm gonna die." And then they just, well, I guess he lived because I mean they found out where the Kano was about to leave. And then what is it? It hard cut right to Johnny Cage, right? Johnny Cage in a studio. Johnny Cage, best character. Johnny I Cage watched that movie star. <laughs> I do I do like Johnny Cage in this movie. He this is, I'd say this is one of the better representations of him too. Well, considering he's not in the next one for very long and he's not in the new one. Well, I don't even mean line, live action. I think this oh, You just mean in general. That's I true. think this like Mortal Kombat one and two and Mortal Kombat nine are the best Johnny Cages. That's a bold statement. I I think it's true. Okay, okay. Yeah, like I've always been a fan of the old Cagester, Ninja Mime. Ninja Mime, of course, classic. Maybe we'll cover that. But I know uh, Citizen uh, Cage, another classic. Uh, in that scene in the movie, he's. Uh, what movie is he like shooting? I don't think they say. Uh, okay, they don't. Avatar. It's, yeah, it's an unknown movie. It's Avatar, it's Avatar 2 because Steven Spielberg's in it. And then uh, he approaches an older looking gentleman who's reading a newspaper that says that Johnny Cage is a fake. And it turns out to be. Uh, not Johnny, Chris Christopherson. Not Chris Christopherson. It's Johnny Cage's old master. Master Boyd. Yeah, Master his, Boyd. His sensei, Master yeah. Boyd. And um, Master Boyd hands him a scroll. That he just what, shows up sitting in his cage like Johnny. He's re- he's literally reading a magazine that like the headline is Johnny Cage fake. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's he's reading like one of those magazines you get off of the uh, checkout line at Dollar General. And he's just like, like John, Johnny, you're the, you're the greatest martial artist in the world. But the, the, the press isn't going to believe it. There's only one way you can prove it. He just hands out this scroll written in, I guess, Chinese. Chinese or Japanese. We can't be sure. But uh, Johnny Cage can't read that scroll. But he he tells him where to go. He tells him to go to Hong Kong. It's Pier 40, and there's going to be a ship, and it's going to take him to an island to fight fight in the championship. And uh, it's actually Shang Tsung, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, but I was, yeah, I was getting into that. It cuts away. Johnny's gone, and then Master Boyd gets up and he morphs into Shang Tsung, and everybody's like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" Not really. It's not. Nobody even sees him. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the CGI in this. Movie I get, is not yeah, good. I. But like that, I like out of all of the effects, I'd say that's one of the. Not as bad ones. You can tell they really blew their budget early on stuff like that. We're going to have Shang Tsung. We're going to have Master Boy transform into Shang Tsung. And they're like, and right. the budget's gone. Yeah, it's like this is going to cost $4 million because it's 1995. And doing that would have taken a year to render. Uh, but then we cut to Hong Kong. All the heroes are arriving at the same time. Uh, Sonya Blade and Jax are spying on. No, the sh- no, no, you're you're mistaken. You're skipping Uh-oh. ahead there, buddy. Oh, what I miss? Kang goes to the temple and meets. Uh... Oh wow, I did miss a a big part of the movie. Yeah, Luke Kang goes back home to talk to the after uh, he receives his back. 
talks. Yeah, he goes back to the air temple from the last airbender. You know, and, hold uh, now that I think about it, who sent that fax in the first place? I guess the Shaolin monks. Like the Shaolin monks. How'd they know where he was living? Uh, they went to the post office and said, I guess, I guess I there's need to send only, a telegram. I guess there could only be one Liu Kang living in... America City. Yeah. Yeah. Green Room. Yeah. But yeah, they go and talk. Liu Kang and the Shaolin monks talk, and Liu Kang's obviously upset that his brother was killed, and he wants revenge, and they're telling him that's not why he should be fighting in the championship. He should be fighting for Earthrealm, because if they lose, they're all going to die, basically. I guess his, like when his brother dies at the beginning of the movie, like he actually has died very recently because I don't know. It's just like, you're never really giving a, a time frame for when all of that happens. Yeah. The, the timeline is kind of, is pretty inconsistent, I think. And also he's like, Luke Kang is saying how he wants to kill whoever killed his brother. But then he also thinks that the tournament's kind of nonsense. Cause he even says like, you, because when his, I think it's his grandpa. Yeah, he doesn't believe like anything that the he's Shaolin like, you, monks. First, you had teach. to try and fill that tournament nonsense in my head. Now you gotta go get my brother Chang Chung. Yeah, Jackie Chang. Wang Chung. You gotta tell him about this nonsense you had kill, killed, and he's like, "Eh, yes, what? yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes, you're right." And then we have to, obviously, we have to talk about the intro of the best character in the movie. Of course. Mr. Uh, five Packs of Newports a Day. Yes, the Fam- amazing... Famed uh, French actor. Christopher Lambert. He is an absolute treasure. Uh, he how shows do, up. Honestly, how do, how do you feel about his Raiden? He's definitely the best live action Raiden. I'll give him that. Okay. One. I don't know if he was hired on like a false pretense or something and like didn't really know what his role was supposed to be because uh he's not taking it very seriously. Well, <laughs> you can tell. I read this somewhere a while ago. I don't know if it's actually true, but apparently he was an actual fan of the games. So that's why he signed up. I don't really know why he would be your first choice, though, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think like I would have Highland- had some other people. Highlander was probably out at this point, I think, but... Uh, I don't know. Was that... Was Highlander that... Came, well, because Highlander came out, like, almost ten years before this movie. Oh. If For people that don't know, Christopher Lambert... Plays Connor McLeod in Highlander. Connor McLeod. He's oh, Scottish. Excuse me. That's anyway, a pun- that's a good movie. Hopefully, we'll maybe we'll do an episode on that one day. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up. You don't even Whoa. like that movie. Whoa! Oh! Oh, Marone. Anyways, S- sorry guys. Sorry, listeners, we get a little feisty sometimes. Back to back to Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Let's let's get this over before we beat each other up anymore. Yeah. Anyway, 
I actually really like Lambert as Raiden. Like he he doesn't do anything really. No, he just shows up and like laughs and shoots lightning sometimes. He, he does he does leaves. the Steven Seagal flip yeah. to Liu Kang and then he shoots lightning one other time. And, that, and that's all that's all he really does. Yeah. But then like after in, that scene when Ray I get Raiden is the one that convinces him to join the tournament finally, right? I mean, yeah, but not really. He's just like uh, after he kind of he, he kind of goads Liu Kang into doing it. Yeah, because he like he find, he like reveals who he is. Because Liu Kang's like, that's just a common beggar. Like I'm I'm Raiden. Yeah. How many Newports do you actually smoke at this point? I wonder. Probably a lot. He's like, I I uh, I uh. <laughs> I'm Raiden. And cigarettes in the 90s were probably pretty gnarly, too. So, Yeah, Newports hit different back then. We can confirm that he smokes Newports, so. Yeah. He he told. Yeah, and then after that scene, then it transitions to them getting on the ship, right? Okay, yeah. But, uh. There's a ton of people there, too, and you're told, like, Raiden says that they're all... Earth Earthrealm fighters, but yeah, there's you never a lot. See them fight. Yeah, they're and they're all like unnamed, except for Art. Of course, Art Lean, not Dave, played by not Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I think Art is supposed to be uh, not Jax. I guess he's a Jax like composite because he's not Jax. He's just no. Black, he's just a black guy that came to fight. He's a Johnny Cage fan though. Yeah, and he's just. Like he's just a boxer, I think. Yeah, it's just some random guy. He's like, I love you, I'm Ninja Mind, man. It's like, yeah. Oh, and of course, Johnny Cage has to be walking up at the dock, and he sees Art Lean reading that same magazine. But that yeah, this Master the, Boyd was reading. Yeah, the same prop. And then I think after after that, is that when Johnny Cage just becomes racist and thinks that Luke Kang? That's like, why he's. The best. He thinks Liu Kang is like a dock worker. Yeah, Liu Kang, he's mostly like pretty, maybe not bland, but like generically hero in this movie. But he's got good moments. I like Liu Kang, especially mostly in the beginning, especially in this scene when Johnny Cage tries to pay him to like take his bags and Liu Kang just takes one of his bags and dumps it in the ocean. And then Johnny Cage has a classic quip. He's like, oh, get, glad I didn't uh, give him the car. Yeah. Delivered perfectly. Yeah, he says it just like that, too. But, uh, oh, also... Lyndon Ashby is terrific. Is also, uh, Sonya and Jax are there spying, looking for Kano. And uh, then the sh- then Shang Tsung's ship shows up. Uh, do you have anything to say about Shang Tsung's pirate ship that he's on? It's very... Uh conspicuous yeah it's (laughs) he's not really rolling in stealth no it's like fog comes out of like the bay and everything got a dragon mast uh full sails yeah totally like old school like chinese like junk ship look ancient from like the 1600s but it's still like weirdly like, it's definitely in, in character for Shang Tsung. Like industrial at the same time because yeah. it's like metal. 
on the i think on the interior at least yeah it's very it's a very odd oddly constructed boat sorry ship excuse me also kano like all, all the main characters at this point are there they're all making way yeah but uh and then they're on the ship and i do have a note about the actual set of the ship that they're on so I just, bad i just think it looks awful uh it looks like they they way overdid it with the fog machine it looks like it's broken i know the exact way they did it they just took like the top half of the ship uh the poop deck i suppose they put that in in a studio set and then they just put it against a black background and then just turn the fog up and that was yeah. it so turn the fog up to max and action we're going because there's no i don't like you don't see any water it never the camera never lets you see down that far because there's just nothing there. There's no movement at all from the ship. It's just completely still. Yeah. And then it uh it transitions to where they're below deck. Oh wait, they talk to Raiden too, and Raiden tells him kind of what's going on. Yeah, we we get introduced to the to the cl- classic with a K ninjas Scorpion and Sub Zero Sub Zero who are working together for some unknown reason. Yeah, they don't like the only re- the only explanation they have is that Shang Tsung says that they're under his control. Yeah, they're slaves to his control, which like Scorpion, I can understand, but like, how did how did Sub Zero Sub- get there? Yeah, I don't know how that mortal happened, enemies, but, best uh, of friends. What do you think about the ninja costumes in this movie? They're very plain, but I mean, I like them because the original costumes in Mortal Kombat One and Two were plain anyway. Right? Yeah, it is pretty. They're pretty con- like it's cheapo to the max. Yeah, at least the ninja costumes are consistent to the. To the one thing I don't game. really like, I kind of like, in the original games, like it's just they're they're all just like palette swaps. So yeah, they're right. just the exact same except for colors. Yeah. So they all in the game they all have the black hood and like you know the respective color. Yeah, because it was all mocapped on one guy. Yeah, like Scorpions, you know, he's got the yellow uh, face mask. Sub-Zero's got the blue one. And But in this movie, for all the ninjas, they've got, like, unique metal masks. Yeah, they are all different. Some of them look a little better than others. I honestly can't really remember Sub-Zero's reptile. Spoiler alert, reptiles in this. Reptiles is kind of cool with the mouth, but that's kind of weird. The biggest thing I have against it is that they don't have gloves. Yeah, none it's, of them have gloves. It's just kind of weird. They're all they're all barehanded. Like they have like they have these wrist guards but no gloves. Yeah, it's very the, confusing. In the games they didn't have they didn't have gloves but they had hand guards too that were attached to the wrist guards but Honestly, that's really the only thing I have against it besides maybe the colors are a little dull. Yeah. And but, then you know, plain and simple. Yeah, and then after the uh, after the scene on the ship, then it transitions to their uh, to Shang Tsung's island that they're arriving at, and uh, that's a pretty good set piece. I don't know where I don't know what island they used to record Shang Tsung's island on, but it's pretty. It's convincing. It's an island, you know. Aruba, probably. Kind of reminds me of the Far Cry Three islands, but you know, that's just me. Yeah. There is that one beach that looks exactly like, yes. Yeah, and then there's a nice comedy relief scene, comic relief scene with Johnny Cage where he's trying to get all of his uh, 
Louis Vuitton bags out of the little rowboat. Yeah, it is is Louis Gucci. <laughs> yeah. And then he just falls straight in the water. And then that, falls... That's why that's why that's why Johnny Cage is my favorite. Yeah, and he face plants right into the water and I don't know. I think that's a dummy doing that, but that's just me. I don't think it's an actual like person. Oh, Lyndon Ashby would really do that. He's a method actor. Yes, would really face plant directly into knee high water. Just I do, do my that. own stunts, just like, just like my my movie character. Oh, it's just like uh, you're so right. That's why they made him. Yeah. That's why they made him Johnny Cage because he would go that extra mile and do his own stunts. Very true. Very true. Um, but then it cuts to another set which is in like a, a hollowed out cave sort of looking thing. And uh, that set that, looks that really good. That looks set looks real. really good, which is weird because the sets are really inconsistent in terms of like how the quality goes, how fake they look. Some look pretty, pretty good. And then other ones are just so bad. You're like, what is going on? Where are we? It's a very strange island. I'll give it that. Yeah, you you just odd. you just flip flop between so many different locations that like you never really understand where you're at in the island. Yeah, just like oh, we're in a cave system now. We're in a yeah, blue now cave now. We're in, now we're in hell. Area. Now we're in hell. Now we're in a forest. Now we're on a Far Cry Three beach. Yeah, it's... now we're in a portal. The pacing is so yeah. The pacing and like transitions are so weird. I mean, it's fairly brisk. I don't think you can really get confused by it. Like, you're not going to be confused, but it's just like... Just a brisk little uh, fun uh, action uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. But, uh... And then, oh, also in that, in the cave scene, uh, we get introduced to Reptile, but I don't think he's named yet. And he's some, he's like a weird little CGI creature thing. That looks and he's really not a human. That looks really bad. And also, we're introduced to Katana, who doesn't wear any blue on her outfit yeah, at all. Katana's the princess of. Uh, I think the way it goes is like Outworld is has a lot of different like other realms inside of it. Yeah, because Katana's it, from this place called Adenia. Yeah, because Sharkon conquered all the other ones. So Katana's the princess of Adenia. The game she wears blue and this black. Yeah, she looks his... bored in every scene. Rain is also from Adenia, isn't he? Yes. Okay, but he's not in this movie. He's in. No. He's in the next one though, which is yeah, which is awesome. Something else. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that one. It's time will come. Uh, but then after that, isn't it? It's the feast scene next, where they're all like eating together and. Yeah, meet and greet sort of deal. How many people are there? There's like thirty. Yeah, it's not counting the guards. Not counting the the guards with red socks on their head. Yeah, there's like at least thirty Earth Earth Realm fighters. Yeah, did did Shang Tsung or Raiden really get all of these guys? I guess so. So, and then uh, Shang Tsung arrives, and I just want to I just want to point out. Shang Tsung's drip in this movie, even though he wears the same outfit the whole movie, is just is perfect. Shang it's Tsung's... weird though because like even though this is probably no, this is the best version of Shang Tsung ever. Like he doesn't really look like like outfit wise. He did, some of the outfits are kind of weird. Like 
appearance wise, he doesn't really look like Shang Tsung because in the games, you know, Shang Tsung's a, a Chinese like wizard. Yeah. Sorcerer. It, in this movie, he looks sort he's, of like. He's always a, got like the stereotypical like uh, ancient Chinese uh, wizard robes. Right. Yeah. That sort of thing. In this movie, he kind of looks like almost like an underground like mob boss. He's got a leather coat with a <laughs> yeah. dragon embroidered on the back yeah he looks and, uh, awesome but he's got just a just a shirt vest no yeah, shirt just underneath. a vest no shirt yeah sony's also just wearing like a black all black yeah turtleneck turtleneck and like skinny jeans and boots yeah. which is something else johnny cage you know he's just shirt pants yeah shirt pants what else do you need from from old Johnny. Uh, and then the the, uh, the, uh, the henchmen or whatever you want to call them that are in the movie that are Shang Tsung's little little people that the They're so bad looking. The the red sock head people. They've uh, got like like full like uh like kilts. Yeah, they're wearing like a black, full like black boots. Yeah, ankle length dresses, but nothing on top. They're and not they're wearing just, shirts. They're using red socks like masks. Yeah, but I think, in my opinion, they're maybe the least intimidating henchmen I've ever seen <laughs> in maybe any movie. But that's the ones in Mortal Kombat One, like they're the ones they've got like a star shaped metal mask almost, and it's split down the middle. You've got one side which is black, one side is gray or white. Yeah. And those guys never do they they do nothing in the yeah, game they don't do shit but they look so much better but these guys they're they're just they really are just goons yeah goon goon squad yeah i mean i i guess you couldn't really do like 50 plus metal masks for every yeah guard and no. also there's just one black guy in the just gang just one you just see him in out. every yeah. And it's Which just the same good. guy. Yeah. Pretty funny. Uh and then I know they, it transitions. They do, little, they, they do their thing. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Sub Zero just I he just straight up murderizes a guy. Yeah, he kills was a guy literally in front like of everybody. Indiana Jones where he shot the guy with the sword. Yeah, that was a that was a good scene. And then uh when do they get to Goro? That's a little while later, isn't it? I think it's right after this. So they, they after that presentation, uh Luke Kang sees Katana and they're all like, Oh, we gotta follow her for you know, for Reasons. some reason. And then they they sneak around in the island and they cross this dining hall area where Kano's just chilling, e- eating the biggest and most disgusting looking stone cold stone turkey cold leg. Turkey. It looks so rubbery. It's all. It almost looks fake. Yeah, like it really does. Just could like have been every, a prop. Every time you take a bite off of it, it just looks like rubber. Yeah, it, it's not a good look. But like, uh, what are they eating, Outworld? Because you see on the table, you've got like a a sponge cake, the worst looking sponge cake there. You got a turkey. You know, you've you've got like a full chicken. That yeah, maybe doesn't... that's why. Uh, maybe that's why Outworld. 
wants to conquer Earthrealm because their food sucks so food bad. Because at the end of the table, there's just a there's just a whole goblet full of eggs. Which is a good yeah. Not, that's not awesome. scrambled eggs or like deviled eggs, just whole eggs. I think Kano asked for that. That's got to be some sort of Australian like classic dish. Yeah, classic Australian delicacy. Yeah. Roasted a bingo. chalice, chalice full of eggs, dried roux, and eggs. Yeah, but uh, and then this is where we come across Goro. Yeah, and then we're introduced to Goro. What do you think of Goro? So Prince Goro, Goro, Goro yeah, sorry, Prince Goro me. of the Shokan race, as we all know, he's royalty. He's supposed to be this, just like this big forearm dude you know and in the movie they make him out as a he's a it's really impressive looking in parts because he's a giant animatronic yeah the whole thing is an animatronic they needed like a dozen people like at like at all times just to work him because when i first first saw the movie i thought it was I thought it was some sort of, yeah, like the bottom half was a suit and the top half they CGI'd, but no, it was an, it's an entire animatronic. When he's sitting still, it looks really good. Yeah. When he's not moving, when he just seems like a, like a static piece. Even when he is moving, it's not, it's still pretty good, but the mount, like the lip syncing for it is just not there at all. Yeah. He just, it just really starts to fall apart when they They cut away. So you mentioned it when we were watching it, they cut away so often from the mouth. Yeah. To try to hide it because it's not in sync at all. I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, okay. But then right after you said it, they cut like three more times said, yeah. All right. I think I see what you're getting. Yeah. It's not, not a good look. I can't imagine the price that they, for the Goro animatronic, and I want to know if it's still out there. So, if anybody knows if the Goro animatronic is still around and uh, well, no, purchase, they, purchasable, no, they, they threw him off a cliff. Remember? Oh, you're right. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. Damn. He's in like Nether Realm. I think besides the animatronic, or like the like the the Shaolin monastery that they filmed at, which I think is a real, I think is really in China. And the animatronic, I think that took up at least half the budget. It had. It was, yeah. I don't, I'm not entirely certain what the budget for this movie is. It was a $122 million. $122 million, that's, that's a lot. It's crazy when you think about it. That's about how much like a Star Wars movie used to cost to make. Like one of the prequel movies, I'm pretty sure, was about, was about that much. Yeah, the quality's very indicative, right? Yeah. CGI is perfect. Yeah, obviously for this movie, it goes without saying, but the CGI in this movie doesn't hold up very well <laughs> most of the time. No, but when it's supposed know, to be large scale sort of CG stuff, it doesn't it doesn't work. I don't really know about the production of this, but I wonder if it was pushed. Or like like rushed, it probably I don't well, I don't know because 122 million is a lot of money in 1995 for a Mortal Com, the first Mortal Kombat movie. My guess is that it probably started to spin out of control, and they just had to like, they had to get. It I done think it was something it, like that because this was director out. Paul W S Anderson's. This was his debut. Yes, this was his first. What a movie. debut, honestly. 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 Oh, I do have in here. Why doesn't Katana wear any blue clothing? Not even like she a, never. Not a even shirt. in the second movie. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. She wears 
either black or brown when yeah. she's wearing that robe later. That's it. I don't know why that was the... Like, they obviously took some liberties because Sonya Blade is wearing, like, green spandex, green, black, and white spandex in the game. But here it's just all black, but... Yeah. I don't know. Well, was, she... was putting, like, blue on Katana really that... Yeah, Sonya's kind of makes sense because she's supposed to be, like, a she's special forces and stuff like that and got to be, like, kind of tactical, but... They don't. They don't even give Liu Kang like a headband. Come on, like a bandana. No, he just wears a shirt sometimes. Yeah, you know. it's like man, you know, you know how Liu Kang does. Yeah. Anyways, but you know, they're Kane, Kano and Goro are, are uh, you know, they're chatting up, and then Shang Tsung comes in, and the trio are discovered, and. Uh, so they're trying to find their way out, and then you've got they're following Katana again, and they Liu Kang accidentally stumbles across Reptile. Liu Kang's a a champ. He takes that acid right in his eyes, and he right literally shrugs it off. Yeah, a he just wipes later. his eyes, and he's ready to go. Johnny Johnny's right around the corner. He's like, "Hey, what happened, man?" He's he looks like Liu Kang looks like he's bawling his eyes out. He's like, "I'm good, bro." I think I think that creature's following Princess Katana. And then he's just fine. That like next cutaway. And then they uh they loop back around into the dining area and you get the first real fight scene of the entire movie. What do you think about it? What, what okay, do you think so, about the fight, with the so, fights in this movie? Surprisingly, what I think of the fight is uh, the fight between them and the sock-wearing henchmen. I think it's a pretty good fight, honestly. Especially I think most for, of the fights are okay in this. Yeah, especially for this time period of like action movies like this in the '90s that you know, a lot of them look really bad. I think this one. I think this one looks is pretty good choreography for the period and. As far as holding up for today, I I don't know if I'd go that far, but it still looks pretty pretty good. Well, so Robin Shu, who was the actor for Liu Kang, he him and Lyndon Ashby, who's Johnny Cage, they were actually, uh, they were actually martial artists, and Robin Shu, I think, was the choreographer for this. Yeah, he was, and so, I, that obviously paid, played a big part in why the fights look actually look kind of believable yeah i mean the editing helps because it's it's like it's it's the stereotypical it's uh, yeah the obvious cut after like every everything everything cut away yeah it's not as bad in this because the fighting's actually kind of believable and i mean i don't i think bridget wilson who was sonia i don't think she was a martial artist but you know, to have two out of the three uh, main cast, you know, I think it pays off. They're actually doing moves, even if they look a bit uh, bland. Yeah. But no, I fun- think... Deflated. I do like that fight. And then um, after that is when Shang Tsung shows up with like a bunch, a whole bunch more of sock-wearing henchmen. And then Raiden swoops in and is like, can't do that. You're messing with the with the competitors. You're not allowed to do that. The and rules are so flimsy in this. Yeah, they don't 
And Raiden's also not really supposed to get involved, which he does a lot. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he is though, because it's never re- well. I guess that part in the movie isn't really explained that he's like. Like obviously, he doesn't fight because yeah. I don't know. He's Raiden, and Christopher Lambert was probably didn't that wasn't in his contract. 50s, yeah, yeah. But like in in the twenty twenty one movie, he can't fight because he's. He's kind of like the ref for the other side for right. Earthrealm. But in this, he's just like, <laughs> I I don't think so. I can't fight. Where's my smokes? Yeah. But, but he helps them get he he helps them get out of that sticky situation and then they and they take off. Yeah, and then I think this is I think this is where the tournament actually starts because right after this is the fight with not Cyrax, right? Yeah, uh, the Luke the, uh, stabs. Yeah, the black guy with dreads. See, like that fight's. I think that fight's actually a little better than the than the dinner room fight because it's just Robin Shu, and I guess the other guy is also a martial artist. And there's like there's a lot more energy in this. It's not as it doesn't feel as choreographed because you've got like at least twelve guys in the dinner room. Yeah, that's just two guys. That fight is pretty good for the for a one on one. Yeah, I, I would go with that. Uh, and then I have here the the next at, after not Cyrax gets his loses and gets his soul sucked out of him. After that is the uh, the Sonya and Kano fight. That is the worst fight in the movie, I think. Really? Besides maybe the Goro fight. Well, Okay, the Goro fight is the worst, but this is a pretty close second. This and the Sub-Zero fight, but Kano finally shows back up. Yeah, the fight we've all been waiting for. By the way, before I forget to mention this, so Kano is recognized for his trademark, like, metal eye with a red laser in the middle. And I really wish I knew how they did it because, like, it almost looks CGI. Right, yeah. But, but it, it's it can't be. Yeah, it has to be like a uh like a like makeup. Because, like the, the CGI from this from like the nineties, and you can even see it earlier in the movie with Reptile. He's it's it's all got like that like fake looking obviously fake but shine it's a, it's to it. Yeah, like that shine to it. And his eye almost has that, but like it, you can actually see the reflectiveness in it. So I don't know how they did that. I guess it was just. I think the way that they did it is cosmetics. The yeah, the piece of his eye is a prop, and it. it I don't probably, know how they held it up. It probably took a long time to form, like the uh, latex or whatever they used to f- make it uh, like match with his face. It's probably why the fight was so short. I'm sure he was in. I'm sure he was on the in the makeup room for a really long time to get that look right to look right but it does look it does look good it's kind of got like that uncanny value look to it i guess but a little bit if you look at it a little too close then yeah that could but yeah sec arguably second worst fight in the in the movie because yeah. kano kano's supposed to shoot lasers out of that eye and... which he doesn't Really, nobody uses their their signature moves in this. Like, Except I guess Sonya used, of course. Which we'll get to. I guess Sonya uses, 
I guess her leg grab was a thing, but yeah, she just like she gets kicked in the womb first off. Very uh, very visceral reaction. Yeah, there goes there goes Cassie Cage, and then after that she just snaps Kano's neck and it's done. Yeah, and then Kano's dead. And Kano doesn't get his soul sucked, which I think is weird. It's a shame. Yeah, but uh, but what's the after that? It's the Johnny and Scorpion fight. Yeah, this I think is maybe the best fight in the movie. It is pretty good, but it is pretty confusing. It's strange. It's very disconnect. It feels so disconnected because I think this was a reshoot. It had to have been because it looks like they're like in the middle of. A park. Uh, yeah, like a park with a lot of trees. And speaking of that, if you look closely in one of the one of the frames, a car drives by, which is pretty good. That's a that's a good look. Like I'm pretty sure it was a reshoot, but like what was what was it like beforehand? Like was there just no fight with Johnny Cage and yeah, Scorpion? Did they, did they forget and then they were like, Oh shit, we have to put a we have to put a Johnny Cage Scorpion fight in it. But I really think this is this and the reptile fight are the best fights in the movie. They are. It is pretty good if you can get past like the set the, pieces and the weird, just the weirdness of it. And then they yeah. they do go to the nether realm and fight. Yeah, which the nether realm is just a series of like bamboo catwalks and like ladders. It's supposed to be hell, yeah. but it's just. I kind of like the idea of it. I don't think it's supposed to necessarily be just the nether realm, but I think this is, it looks like objectively, it, it probably looks pretty bad, but I think this is one of the better looking sets. It is a good looking set. It's just, it's just a very odd choice of like, like how to make it look. I think Yeah, there's a lot of energy behind the fights in this too, because like like scorpions throwing like bashing Johnny's face into the bamboo and kicking him in the gut while he's down and they're swinging around on the on the bridges and such but yeah and then it's also the most brutal fight in the movie because scorpion gets his head cut in half yeah he gets like blown up but I I do have in there I have scorpion goes down like a total bitch in that fight if they just kept it. Like, obviously, you have to end it. It can't just yeah, go on forever, like if, but... If they just kept that, like, the... Because like, the part where he, he reveals his skull face and he starts shooting flames out of his mouth... Looks pretty if, bad. If, <laughs> I'm... Maybe... I, I, got a, I got a soft spot for it. I don't think it looks horrible. That's fair. It is funny though, for a split second where he takes his mask off, you can see where the brow bones make a like they glare. Yeah. <laughs> it is pretty Somehow. good. The morphing scene is where it goes from just face to the skull. I guess it was the best they could have done, but if they just kept that scene going on for maybe thirty seconds longer, shot some more flames, it would have looked better. But I think overall it was pretty good. And Johnny drops his his signed photograph after scorpion explodes to his biggest fan it's weird too because he just, it doesn't even show him writing it or dropping it like scorpion it just, just falls explodes and it starts yeah. burning how do you get out of there though if i were fighting scorpion i'd be worried i'd be stuck in there yeah because he because scorpion's dead like did shang Tsung open a portal for him to come back or what's good it's I just don't... like well i guess i gotta bring him back dang 
Yeah, shoot. And then uh, the next fight is Goro and Art. Yeah, Art reappears after maybe 30 minutes in the movie and just gets killed. Yeah, and this fight is totally pointless. Just goes nowhere and Art dies. And then, well, he does get his soul sucked. He gets sucked into Shang Tsung's eye, which is a... That is a, that is a cool piece of CG. I did like that. The Goro animatronic still looks goofy. It, yeah, his yeah. It looks like it's about to fall over. It yeah, that really shows so that really shows heavy. the flaw with the with with the Goro animatronic. It's not a not a not great. Also, this movie, you know, Mortal Kombat's known for its gore. This movie is almost entirely bloodless, except for the fight with Scorpion. Because I think this this isn't a rated R movie, right? No, it's it's it's. Like PG. Yeah, 13, probably. The worst things that happen is Scorpion gets his head cut in half, but it's okay, it's a skull, and he's got lava blood, I guess. Yeah, which... And... Who knows with that. Shang Tsung gets impaled on his spikes, and... Uh, Kano gets his neck snapped. That's the worst, but it's so... It's... There's some, like, surprisingly violent... Like, the neck snapping, there's some surprisingly yeah. violent stuff in this. It's not entirely toothless. Hang on, I need to see how we're doing on time. Uh, 4940. Yeah, we got this. Whatever. Yeah. We're at, we're at the home stretch anyways, so... Yeah, we're getting... We're getting Art dies. Art gets killed. Uh, next, next fight is Johnny and Goro. Yeah, and I guess Goro and kills every single remaining other earth realm defenders you see see a montage of them getting beat down into the ground yeah they get thrown on rocks and that's to indicate that they lost what happened to the other you know 20 other guys they got i guess they got scared and went home i guess but then it's johnny versus goro yeah and i will say during this fight Despite a lot of the movie's failings, I will say the soundtrack is pretty on point for the whole I was going to save that for the end, but yeah, the sound, some of it's a bit, you know, uh, 90s action movie yeah, generic, but like, it's, a, it's not bad, surprisingly. Yeah, surpri- it is pretty good. That is one thing that holds up pretty The song that the- they play during the Scorpion fight's pretty in touch with the action it's pretty it's pretty bumping yeah it is pretty good and i guess i'll save the uh the song they use at the end for later but um so yeah johnny versus goro literally starts off with a nut punch signature move sigma move real real chad stuff punches him right in the nuts you see, Gore, it does a zoom in. Goro's eyes dilate, and he's like, it plays like a cartoon sound effect, yeah. and he's just holding like, it. He groans for like five minutes uninterrupted, and then Johnny just runs away. Yeah, he's and that that set where they're fighting when it transitions to outside, like over That's the cliff, it looks very, it looks very odd. At one it, point, you can, if you look, you can see like the seam where it. Where it's cutting from like the actual set, yeah, Yeah, that goes down, and then the rest of the cliff and everything is clearly green screened, and it's got the the bad like clipping in it. 
Yeah, and then Johnny just punches Goro off a cliff, and he just says his signature classic Johnny Cage line because Goro earlier broke his glasses. Yeah, those were two hundred dollar glasses, asshole. Um, it's five hundred actually. Oh. Fake Johnny Cage fan. Oh, sorry. Luke, Luke Kang fans, man. They yeah. don't. They don't know. What's I don't know. But yeah, Goro um, dies. He goes yeah, out like Goro's um, dead. He was Shang Tsung's champion, so that would mean that Earth Realm is safe, or so but you no. think. Shang Tsung just says, "Well, uh, I'm gonna kidnap Sonya and uh, bye." Yeah, and then he, bye. He, I'm out of here. He uses he opens up a portal to go to Outworld to his hometown. Allegedly. Yeah, you see, they you stay so when they because they go there right after uh, Johnny and Liu Kang. They go there immediately after Raiden's just like, ah, they, they don't have they don't they don't allow smoking in Outworld. Yeah, so I he doesn't go. go. He stays behind. My powers are useless there. Yeah, non-smoking rooms only. My powers derived from Newports. They'll be useless there. Yeah. I don't really know if they explain how they get there. I guess Raiden opens a portal, but... Raiden opens a portal, or they run through a portal or something. They immediately go there. Stakes are high. Uh, I think Katana's officially joined the posse now. Yeah, she's part of the team. She's part of the boys. Oh, no, wait, we left out the Sub-Zero fight! Oh, you're oh, right. Oh, well, anyways, it's, it's over in, like, five minutes. Yeah, And that we missed out on the Katana fight. We're amateur hour. What about the reptile fight? It's coming up later. Okay. But, okay, backtrack it a second. Yeah. Luke Kang, Luke Kang and Katana have a cat fight on yep. the Far Cry 3 beach, and she's like, use, uh, use water. Luke Kang's like, huh? Yeah, what did you say? And then Sub Zero's back in the movie. Liu Kang fights Sub Zero. This fight's almost good. Like it starts off good, and then it just ends way too quickly. Yeah, it's really close. It's, it's so almost... an- it's so anticlimactic. Yeah, like it's again. It starts off with the good like choreography. They're just punching each other and doing doing the flips, doing the kicks, and then Scorpion's about to do like a like a, a spirit bomb and. Uh, Luke Kang just throws a bucket of water at him and it makes an icicle and impales him on his own petard if you will Yeah, what a goober and then the Goro fight happens and then we've got they go to Outworld and I think they said this is supposed to be Edenia which is Katana's city I don't it, it looks funny that's all I yeah, can say. It doesn't. It doesn't look right. I mean, I get that it was conquered, and this is, you know, Shao Kahn conquering it. But why does it look like? What's the point exactly? Yeah, I think just, they just needed just like a. It. They just needed like an easy set piece that they could go to. And there's like there's people there, but there's like there's still nobody there. Yeah, it's it's just a slum. <laughs> it's a ghetto. Yeah. Some earth, some earth roamers here, huh? What you, what you doing down here? But reptile followed them through there, and CGI is still bad because Luke Kang grabs him, and it's obvious they just told him, 
uh, just grab just cl- air. Just, yeah, clench your fist and like shake the air. We'll we'll put him in in post. Yeah, it does. And then the weirdest part in the movie happens where reptile gets thrown into a dead body and then worms take control of him and then it makes human reptile yeah that and then at the end when he gets when he's beaten he turns into worms again yeah that fight's really good though reptile gets his back busted on a bench that is a good fight except for uh when Liu kang does the bicycle kick yeah that looks awful i don't like that Maybe if they sped it up, yeah, they, he it's too slow. Editing. Yeah, it's not fast enough. He's like I think they barely slow it he's, down. First. Yeah, and he's like barely moving his feet. <laughs> I think if they just like slow down the like they they wind it up, and then they just do like a long take of it sped up, and it just look a lot better. But it just it's just too slow. Yeah, too slow. Uh, uh, and yeah. also that fight. It's, I just think that fight's kind of pointless. They just kind of needed it in there to make I mean, Reptile it's, be a character. Yes, but, you know, you got to throw in Reptile. He's the yeah, best. obviously. And Reptile gets kicked through a wall, and then he, the body dies again, and then he steps on Reptile, and then he's worms and roaches, and All kinds I don't of understand creepy crawlies. Then they go into the, the big tower that Shang Tsung is hiding out in. Yes. And Shang Tsung has got her, got Sonya like chained up and he's like, hey, you're going to be my, uh, be my wife. Yeah. Shang Tsung's thing with Sonya Blade is very weird in this. In this I movie. think he said he was going to offer her to Shao Kahn, but I don't Shao know. I, he, se- <laughs> he also seems very personally invested. In yeah, this. he wants he wants a piece. He's, he's definitely he's being very playful. Yeah, he he wants a girlfriend. And you know they all show the uh, Lou. Yep, our heroes Johnny, show up Anna, just to rescue Sonya. They found their dirty robes to blend in with the other monks. <laughs> And then they're just like, uh, I'm Liu Kang, Shang Tsung, I challenge you to Mortal Kombat. He's like, okay. Right, he throws off good. the jacket and he his funny little vest. When I first saw this, I didn't think this fight was really... It's underwhelming because, you know, Shang Tsung's a sorcerer and he... That's really the problem with this whole movie. It's really just a bunch of punching. No, nobody. Really nobody feels ha- that they don't have any. Yeah, they don't have any powers. They just all, to me, feel like just like fighters. Yeah, like Shang uses his his spear a couple yeah, times. Shang Tsung's whole thing is like he can, can he has like spirit, like soul powers. And, and Liu Kang shoot fireballs. And all so can Liu Kang. Liu Kang has fire powers, like. And neither of them use it. Neither of them, yeah, no. The and most then, that Shang Tsung does is after they tussle for a bit, he he likes he he draws power from his from the souls he has, and he resurrects a bunch. Like it, it's of like it's random all guys and a yes, samurai to fight for and him. a samurai. It's like nine of these guys are dressed the exact same, and then you just have a samurai. They were at the prop shop. A short, stubby samurai. Yeah, they were at the prop shop and saw a cool suit of samurai armor, and were like, alright. Putting him in the movie. 
Yeah, that little tuss, tussle up isn't so bad either. It's, again, just weird. It's weird, but at least it's over pretty quick. He does stop a sword with his foot. Yes, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, and then, Kang Sung uh, just tiptoed up his stairs and he's just standing looking down. He's like, Liu Kang, I'm up here. Yeah. And then uh, Liu Kang watches Shang Sung clearly like transform into his brother. And then they have a little conversation. And I really don't know what the movie's trying to. Infer if like. Liu Kang talking to Shang Tsung like he's brother, like he's his brother. To try I mean, to I trick guess him. it would throw you off really either know. way if your dead brother just started. Just suddenly to you. appeared. Yeah, I guess that would try to kind of mess you up a little bit. From what, from the way he's talking, I don't think he's fooled because he's like, "You're not my brother, right? Uh, my brother's dead," and he's like, "I didn't kill my brother. I didn't set him off to do this. That was his own doing. It wasn't my fault." But he still takes way too long to do any punching. I guess he yeah. doesn't want to punch his brother's face. I, I guess know. not. He feels bad. And then they do a little more fighting. They do a little more wrestling. And uh, Liu Kang tries to redeem Shang Tsung. He says, man, just stop. Just, just, yeah, just give appeal- up the souls. Just come he appeals on. To, to Shang Tsung's humanity. To Shang Tsung's inner goodness. Yeah, which he clearly and- has. He just says, never. And then Luke Kang gives him the beat down. It's like, punch, 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 kick, kick. I, he even, like, kicks him in the stomach. And he 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 does, like, the little, like, exaggerated jump up with your arms spread out. Like, ooh. Yeah. And he beats him up a little more. And then he... He doesn't do a flying dragon kick or a bicycle kick or a dragon uh, a fireball or anything. He just does like a double fist to the chest and he knocks Shang Tsung off his little podium into a bed of spikes and Shang Tsung dies, unfortunately. Yeah, best character in the movie goes down Rest like an peace. absolute boss. I say that's one of the better fights too. Underwhelming, yeah. but not bad. And then he, yeah. and then Shang Tsung shrivels up, and he's a, because all the souls are being released. And it's cheesy, but I think this is one of the best mo- parts in the movie. When, I go with that. When it, all the souls are being released, it's like a blue, uh. Like a blue aura, a blue sky beam. And his brother, Liu Kang's brother, pops out. He's like, I saw your fight, man. That was dope. Yeah, that was epic, dude. dude I, put I, that on. I, I knew I knew you'd come. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm putting that on my story. Yeah, this is going on. This is going on. Star. Yeah, definitely. That was epic. But uh, speaking of the soundtrack from earlier... I looked up the song that was playing during the scene because I think that really made the scene. That's a pretty good song. Yeah. That's Halcyon On and On by Orbital. That was pretty good. That was also at the end of Mean Girls for some reason. I don't know why. Weird. But anyways, yeah. 
he's like, you know, it cuts to Katana and Johnny Cage and Sonya who are just, you know, sitting in the back seat just watching that whole fight. Yep, just chilling, not helping at all. And then it, and then Liu Kang says, "Let's go home." Cuts Let's back to the here. to the monastery, and I guess school just got out or something because all these kids are running around. Yeah, they they need they got a lot of extras for this one. And Raiden's just standing there in the middle of uh, the one the one lone white guy dressed in entirely white and gray. Yeah, and he's like, "Ow, ah, 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 ow, what took you so long?" <laughs> I knew you guys would do it. And and Luke Hang's like, I bet I I guess you always knew it would we win. Rain's like, I didn't have a clue. <laughs> you guys did great out there. You guys are awesome. And it, it looks like you know and it's gonna the, be a happy ending. Yeah, the world's finally at peace. They've won. The sky darkens, thundering around. Luke Hang turns to Raiden. What's that? Luke, uh, Raiden gets in serious mode. He says, "The Emperor," and the the big temple explodes. Shao Kahn, baby, dun dun cliffhanger ending. He looks funny. That's all I want to say. Yeah, that. That's it's it's definitely... like <laughs> it's like his mask and his face are this the same. Because if you look at his face, it's like scarred, but it's also got some of the markings that his mask would have, like the teeth and like the eye yeah. holes. But the but the horns and the side armor pieces are still there. And uh, he's voiced by Frank Welker, who's Scooby Doo and the bad guy from Inspector Gadget. I didn't know that. True story. Interesting. And. Raiden, Raiden lets out his catch, his famous catchphrase one more time. I don't think so. Boom! Cut to, cut yeah. to the Mortal Kombat theme song and the end of the movie. So, what a thriller! Yeah. What a brisk ninety-minute thriller! It was awesome. What is your uh, what's your final score that you give it out of ten? Out of ten, I would say. Just because I do like Mortal Kombat, like you cannot watch this as a normal movie. No, you, you have, have to watch it in the context with with basic knowledge of the games. Yeah, you have to watch it in the context of you're a Mortal Kombat fan. Like objectively, average... I would say it's like a five straight. Yeah, but knowing like knowing about Mortal Kombat, I would say it's at least a like a seven and a half. Okay. It's it it it's so it like barely follows the plot of the actual games. But it's just enough to keep you in there. Yeah. I give it it's, a It's it's uh, still it's camp fun. Yeah. I give it a a 6.2 out of 10. You got to bring in the des the decimals, don't you? 6.2. Yes, sir. Uh do you, you have any like give me trivia or fun facts before we wrap it up? Uh uh, Katana's actress reminds me of Gal Gadot. Okay. Fun fact. I don't have any. I don't have any fun fun facts or trivia for this one, unfortunately. I got a couple. Kano in Mortal Kombat One was originally Japanese American and bald. 
That and but this movie is what uh, marked the the uh, turn for Kano to make him Australian. I don't oh. know where the Australian voice came from because, as I've told you before, the actor was not Australian. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> but I guess he just put on an accent, and they said that's that good. good. Go with me. that. Yep. So Kano's just Australian from this, and. I guess the only other real thing I can say is that Christopher Lambert was I think he helped not with not with the funding or the budget but like he uh he helped with the post funding I guess or the post production he he helped fly people out to do reshoots with his own money so he was pretty cool in this He's a good he's a good guy. I can very easily tell why he didn't want to spoil it by going him Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. Which is the is the much better movie, of course. Oh, clearly. Clearly. But um I guess one more fact. The Mortal Kombat theme song, which everyone knows, was like the first uh like electronic dance single to chart like big time on the mainstream billboard. Like, like everybody, the top, like that. the top 100 yeah. sort of thing. Okay, that's cool. I didn't like know not that. like not not the alternative bill like not the alternative charts or the dance charts like yeah Billboard Hot 100. It was in the top 10, if not number, if not top five or number one. Very cool. So Mortal Kombat's cool. This movie's cool. Um, well, I think Johnny that Cage ab- is cool. I think that about wraps up this episode. Hopefully, on the next one, we'll do the. Uh, We'll do the second one, and then we're planning on doing the reboot movie too. So it's all downhill from here. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, this is definitely the top, and then we're going, which we're is going, surprising, honestly. Yeah, and then we're going in. You'd think they learned something. Yep, they didn't learn from their mistakes in the first movie, and the second one is way worse. Just a heads up. Yeah so strange because like the 2021 one follows it barely follows the story the the lore either yeah it kind of but it's still so much worse yeah it's it's, so much worse it's not as good as the first in my opinion but uh yeah i I guess that wraps it up i think that's that about wraps it up uh thanks for listening everyone we'll we'll see you later